Twist this time each and every Friday, every hour of Shabbos. With great pleasure, we present Rabbi Benjamin Uden, spiritual leader of Congregation Shomri Torah in Fairlawn, New Jersey, to address the entire listening audience concerning the Torah portion of the week. Today, Tuesday, Erev Yom Tov, Rabbi Uden addresses us regarding the upcoming holiday of Shavuos. Good morning, Rabbi Uden. Good morning, Nachum. Good Erev Yom Tov, everybody. Tonight, we have the privilege to usher in and welcome the Yom Tov of Shavuos. If only we realized how significant Shavuos is. Our rabbis tell us if we take a look at the very first chapter of Bereshis, so the Torah tells us, starting with the first day, Yom Echod, that day God was literally alone in this world before even the angels were created, hence the word Echod, and not Rishon. But starting with the rest of the days, Yom Sheni, Yom Shlishi, Yom Rivi'i, so the Torah tells us that each day was completed, and therefore keeping that sequence, it should have said in the last verse of chapter 1, Vayera Vahivoker Yom Shishi, and nobody would have missed the hay. There are no extra letters in the Torah. So the Torah says, The sixth day. And I'm reading from the Rashi on that verse. And Rashi tells us, The reason why there is an additional hey, the sixth day, in the last verse of that chapter, Bigmar Masabaratius at the completion of creation of the world, Lomar is to teach us Shehisna Imohem God made a Tanai, He made a condition with creation. Amenas Shikablu Alehem Yisrael Chamisha Chum Torah, namely that the purpose and the fulfillment of this world should be based upon the Jewish people's acceptance of hey, that five books of Moses which we are going to please God accept first thing tomorrow morning. Dovracher, another explanation, that was from the Tanchuma. Yom HaShishi, Kulam Tuluyim V'Omdim. Another remez is to the fact that the entire world is waiting. Ad Yom HaShishi to the sixth day, which refers to Shishi Basivan, the sixth day of Sivan. That on that day, that the Jewish people accepted the Torah, it was only at that time that the creation itself took on its sense of permanence. And it's looked upon literally as if the world was created now on Shavuos. V'zeh yom hashishi. And this is what the Torah is referring to when it says the sixth day. 
Sheoso Yom, that day is the sixth of Sivan, Hamuchon, which is literally God had it readied for Matan Torah, for the receiving of the Torah. This is therefore such an important Yom Tov. And I'd like to call your attention to the interesting fact that whereas all the other Yomim Tovim have a specific and identifying mitzvah which gives a kind of character to the holiday, so Pesach has its matzah and Sukkos its sukkah and arbaminim and Rosh Hashanah its shofar. Note that Shavuos does not have any individual mitzvah now from the Torah or even at the time when we had a Beis Amidosh, except for a communal mitzvah of the Shtehalechem, the two loaves that were brought in the Beis Amidosh on Shavuos, which we'll mention a little bit later. What might be the reason for this? And I'd like to suggest that on Shavuos we accept a, the Torah in its totality. And we don't focus on any one mitzvah, but rather na'asev nishma, as the Jewish people said, we gave an unequivocal commitment to the acceptance of the entire Torah. But take very interesting note, as we will explain and enumerate in a moment what you do have on the Yom Tov of Shavuos are the various minhagim, the various customs. And I think that this is so indicative as to the very nature of the holiday itself. A mitzvah is a law which HaKadosh Baruch Hu has given us. Asher Kitshanu B'mitzvosav Vitzivanu. God commanded us to perform the mitzvos. The mitzvos come down literally from on high. They are Isorurusa Dile'ela. A minhag, however, literally translated as a custom, but this is something which literally comes from man. These are actions which we have done to demonstrate our love and appreciation to Hashem. So the minhagim take on a very special nature because it reflects our attitude to the holiday that it's not something that we look upon as being coerced upon us the Torah just the opposite we show our love and our affection for it and so the same way that if one has a beautiful picture they will go out and buy a very special frame around it that is the way you can look upon the minhagim of the Yom Tov because it demonstrates our response to the Torah. And so, for example, there is a very fascinating machlokes among the rabbis how much of the three paragraphs of the Shema are biblical in nature. Meaning, in order to get the mitzvah of the biblical mitzvah of the Shema, must one recite the first paragraph of Shema and that way already or the first two or as the Rambam says even the first 
three, the entire Shema. The Mishnah in the beginning of the second parak of Brachos tells us that the first paragraph of the Shema is Kabbalas O Malchushamayim. We accept upon ourselves the yoke of heaven. The second paragraph is Kabbalas O Mitzvos. We accept upon ourselves the responsibility and reward and punishment of the mitzvos. What's going on in the third paragraph? So the Rambam says, aside from the mitzvah of tzitzis, you have as well Kabbalas O Mitzvos. Rav Salavechek, Zechron asked, why do we need an additional Kabbalas O Mitzvos? And he pointed out very sharply that the second paragraph of the Shema and the Kabbalas O Mitzvos are for those mitzvos that we have to do. Mitzvos of Shabbos, Mitzvos of Kashras, Mitzvos of Taras HaMishpacha. The third paragraph, indicative of tzitzis, which if a person wants to, they can wear a garment which technically does not have four garments. So technically they don't have to fulfill this mitzvah. And yet, the third paragraph is an acceptance of mitzvahs, not because we have to, but because we want to. Similarly, the observance of the minhagim of Shavuos is our way of demonstrating our full acceptance of Torah, not only those that we have to, but even more important, that which we want to, to indicate our love and appreciation for the Torah. And so, a few of the minhagim, which we have on the Yom Tov of Shavuos. Interestingly, the Aseris Hadibros, which is the reading of the Torah, for please God, tomorrow, you have... Interestingly, you'll take a look in chapter 20 of Shemos. The Ten Commandments are comprised of 14 psukim, 14 verses. However, we do not read tomorrow the Aseris Adibros as psukim, as 14 verses, but we read them as Ten Dibros. We read it as ten. Now it's translated in English as commandments. It's not really ten commandments because within the ten commandments, if you take a look at the second Dibra, at the second of the ten commandments, you have not only you shouldn't have and God forbid accept another God, but you're not permitted to make an idol, you're not permitted to bow down, you're not permitted of dame to serve them in any which way, which is their normal way of being served. So within the second of the Ten Commandments, there are several other commandments. The proper term would probably be ten categories, and especially since, according to Reb Sajigaon, the all of the 613 mitzvahs of the Torah can be subsumed under these ten categories. The idea behind the Ten Commandments is very clearly, it's two plus eight. What does that mean? It means that the first two of the Ten Commandments we heard directly from Hashem. Now listen carefully. No other people on the face of this globe ever has made the following 
claim that Klal Yisrael, that the Jewish nation claims, and that is as follows. All religions claim that they had a prophet, and their prophet communicated with God. Maybe they did, maybe they did not. But no one claims that the entire nation underwent prophecy. That is our claim not simply to fame but our claim to the Yom Tov of Shavuos on Shavuos we all experience prophecy and as a result of experiencing this prophecy we understood the regarding Moshe Rabbeinu that we come running to Moshe and we said too much for us to handle you give us the rest but we knew that God was communicating to Moshe because we knew that God communicated to us. And so there's a minute to stand for the Ten Commandments. Why? Because we are reliving the experience of Sinai. And as they stood by the mountain, so too we stand tomorrow and we read the Ten Commandments as such, as commandments, not as individual psukim. The Shulchan Aruch tells us in terms of the various minhagim, we have the minhag of literally spreading flowers and greens in the Beisach Knesses and in this, the homes. And the reason for this, explained the Shulchan Aruch, is to remember, to remind ourselves of literally the happiness of Har Sinai in the sense that God chose to show the people that the mountain was covered with vegetation. As the Torah says, you should put a Higbalta, you are to put a fence around the mountain so that the animals wouldn't come on the mountain to graze, showing that when HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave Torah to the world, Vayosem Midbara Ke'eden, as the Navi Yeshaya says, literally the Midbar was transformed into an Eden, because with Torah, a desert can be transformed into a paradise, and without Torah, Nebach, a paradise, can become a desert. In addition, the Shulchan Aruch tells us there's the minog of staying awake tonight and learning Torah. What an exciting opportunity that is. And I urge most everybody, if they can, take a nap this afternoon and get up and come to shul tonight with the resolve to stay, if you can, ideally the entire night, if not, as much as you can, to be a very integral part of the process of literally receiving the Torah, which is so exciting. There is the custom of eating dairy food on Shavuos. And even though the rabbis tell us, and certainly dairy should not completely dominate the Yom Tov, because Shavuos is one of the Shalosh Regalim. And the Shulchan Aruch tells us that on Yom Tov one is to have meat and ein simcha el However, to 
at least two reasons are given. One, the practical reason, that when Moshe came down and told the people the now laws of Torah, so he said to them, wait a minute, those same utensils that you cooked food in, and specifically that was cooked meat in, you can't use those pots. The pots have to be kashered. You, there are laws now of shechita, of ritual slaughter, which you have to learn to implement. And so there were practical reasons why they could not have meat immediately when Moshe comes down. And this is one reason why we have dairy on Shavuos. The Ramah suggests a very interesting reason. I mentioned before that there's no individual mitzvah for the Yotav of Shavuos. However, the Torah does tell us that communally there was a special carbon that was brought on behalf of the Jewish nation. We all paid for it with our machzis hashekel, and that is the shteyalechem, the two loaves that were brought on Shavuos. Tonight, when we daven Mayrib, and we daven later tonight, and we make Kiddush tonight, after Tzais, when it's definitively uh, dark, when it's definitively night, so that we fulfill, as the Torah says, Sheva Shabbosos Tamimos, that we counted seven complete weeks, and in fact, there are those that say that included in the Shechianu tonight for the Yom Tov of Shavuos is also a Shechianu that we were privileged to finish and to observe the mitzvah of Sfiras HaOmer. So the idea of the Shtehalechem is as follows. On the second day of Shavuos, excuse me, of Pesach, the Jewish nation brought a Karbon Omer. That was a measure of barley. Barley is the grain that a farmer would feed to his animals. On Shavuos, we bring two loaves of wheat, Ma'achal Adam, that which is given to man, humankind. And therefore, Shavuos is a kind of graduation. We've graduated from barley to wheat. We've graduated from the status and the level of animals, which is how we were when we left Egypt without the Torah. And now that we have the Torah on Shavuos, we've arrived, and these two lechem, the two loaves of wheat, are indicative of the chashivos of man. Now, says the Ramah, we try to create an environment where we can remember these two loaves. Now, we know every Yom Tov meal has lechem mishnah, as we do every Friday night in Shabbos meal, because we recall the Mun, the special gift that came down on Friday, twice as much for the Jewish people, and so we have Lechem Mishnah all the time on Shabbos and Yom Tov. So tomorrow for lunch, because tomorrow on the first day of Shavuos, that was when the Shteh Lechem was brought. If you're going to have a regular meal and just bring two loaves to the table, there's nothing special. Suggest the Ramad that therefore what is to be done is you would start the meal with dairy, be very careful that you have disposable cutlery, disposable utensils, and a plastic tablecloth, so everything is removed, and because you ate with the first 
two lechem mishnah, two loaves, your dairy, by necessity, when you're going to bring out is part of the same meal, and the Mishnah Brewer says that because of Shavuos, and because of this Minhag, one need not bench, recite the grace after meals, after the dairy, but rather, they should literally rinse their mouth, have a little L'chaim, wait a few moments, and some say a half hour, and then bring out the meat, and now, because I cannot use the same breads that were used for dairy, we have a remembrance to the Shtei that we were privileged to have and bring on the second day of Shavuos, that please God, we pray, will very soon be brought once again in the third Beis HaMikdash. And so, Ashrenu Matov Chelkeinu, a reminder that on the second day of Shavuos, we do recite Yizkor and how privileged we are to be able to welcome tonight this very special holiday which literally forges our character, our past, our present, and our future is all tied into this very special Yom Tov of Shavuos. A good Yom Tov to all.